Hello, and welcome to the Spooky Dookie Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts, hosted by me and only me, Derek. Yeah, just you, yes. Yes. Interesting intro. And I'm I'm Mike. Yes, that's me. He's here. This is this is supposed to be comedy. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyways. Are we supposed to riff? Yeah. Uh I got nothing. I don't I don't I honestly got nothing. I'm not feeling clever or witty today. God damn it. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so we watched the movie. Um The movie. The movie, Prom Night, directed by um, Nelson McCormick. He uh, is the founder of the seasoning, the McCormick Seasonings. Um, I thought you were serious for a second. (laughs) Dude, I might still be high. (laughs) Um, I'm looking at, like, the movies he directed, and fuck he also directed the Stepfather remake. By the way, we're watching. That's what I. Oh, you go ahead. We're reviewing a Prom Night remake, not the original. But That's what I almost clicked on before watching this. That's weird. I seen the original Stepfather. Didn't see the remake. I saw the the remake, not the original. Nice. Um. <clears throat> so, um, you didn't experience Prom Night. No, that's why this is the only. This is the closest I'm gonna get. I was on homeschool, so I didn't get to have a prom. And so I have to vicariously live through uh, characters and movies that are 10 times older than me at the time. Because, like, all these actors are really old and don't look like they belong in high school. (laughs) That's my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just the way it goes. The late 90s, early 2000s, like, kind of campy. That's also my notes that this isn't late 90s or early 2000s, but it feels like it. It's like 07, right? Uh, 08. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this came out the same year as Strangers and uh, and uh, Quarantine. It doesn't see, feel like that. Wow. I yeah. thought it was a little earlier. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I did last night on a whim was just an edible. And I, you know, like to watch random horror movies. And I've already seen this, but, you know, it's easy for your brain. So I was watching it and I was having such a ball for some reason. So I just texted Derek. Well, my eyeballs were going back and forth like that thing you put on the desk with the swinging. What is that thing called? The, the, the metal balls. I feel like we said this again on, on the podcast before and, and no one knew what it was called. Uh, I don't know. You think you talk about the one that goes back and forth? Yeah, it's just like silver balls. that go click, 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 click. Well, whatever. That's what my eyes looked like trying to text you. We should review this because it seemed like such a great idea in the moment because I was just out of it. So now here we are next day. Derek watched it this morning. Thank God he knew which one to watch because I posted about it and told him, but I didn't tell him it was the remake. Thank God. Uh, so yeah, we have 2008's Prom Night starring Brittany Snow and a bunch of people who are not that famous that don't really matter, but uh, we could say their names too. What I think I said before, her name is Dana Davis. She plays Lisa uh, Hines, her best friend. And I think that's it of people who are semi uh, famous. Everybody else I've never really seen before. You talk about the kids, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that uh, contraction you were talking about is called Newton's uh, Cradle. Oh, yep. There it is. Yep. I right. learned something new on the podcast. <laughs> I can never remember. Yeah. Anyway. Last time on They Live, we talked about uh, what the web diagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I know what all these things are called, but in the moment, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Prom night, yeah, 2008. So you saw this back, like, in the heat of the moment? This, fun fact, this is the first movie I've ever pirated. <laughs> huh. I don't remember the first movie I've ever pirated. Especially because you use the, the word pirated, too. So that's, I feel like that's a different thing. Um, no. Is anything you watched illegally. So you don't have to use the, the what, like, a... Like a web rip or anything? You're just saying just illegally? Yeah. Mm. I don't think mine was like a horror movie. It was probably something stupid, like <laughs> role models or something, or something stupid like back then. You know, <laughs> like I, I like role models. I like Paul Rudd, like Sean Scott. But like you know, back then, I guess oh, that was. I don't know what role models is. I'm getting to mix it with grown ups. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Bob from Axel Raven. You know that kid? That I mean, he's our age, but still kind of looks like a kid. No. The little kid that's always oh, up her ass. Oh, okay, I remember that. And the fucking McLovin's in this movie. Was Stifler in it? Yeah, uh, Strong William Scott. Yeah, okay. 
So around that time is when I feel like I started pirating. Damn, like that's that. two times this week Stifler been brought up in my life. Uh, one of my friends or cousins dated Stifler. What the hell? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yes. American packing <laughs> number is very part of our, well, our culture growing up. It's what made us weird. Now, probably not too good to have that in bed in our genes, but oh, well. Yeah, so, especially because it's weird because she just said it like so nonchalant. She was like, yeah, she dated that uh, Stifler guy from American Pie. I'm like, that Stifler guy. Right. <laughs> People still call him Stifler. Huh? Yeah. She's only a year younger than me, so I'm like, how do you not? Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I saw it a couple years after 08, so it had to be like, you know, maybe 2009 or 10. Oh, it's only one or two years. It was on freaking uh, FX. FX used to have really shitty movies they used to put on there that used to bomb so i'm guessing this bombed like they had hancock on there yeah uh it was okay i just always associate it with the first time and i think it's the subconscious and i'm gonna say some freud shit real fast there's nothing to do with any of this and it's too much information but too bad i need to keep it interesting i've said i definitely said the story to you before that the first time i ever shaved my fucking pubic hair was directly after hancock <laughs> and i don't remember how i remember it but i guess it's because of hancock you know jesus <laughs> And that is my too much information uh, moment of the podcast. You didn't need to know that, but now you do. Great. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I, I, I you can't segue off that, huh? Um, uh, speaking of shit. So the um, movie starts off. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. All right. So let's get into the plot of Prom Night 2008. All right, so the movie opens up with a cover of Time of the Season by the Zombies. Classic song. Uh, when I think of that song, I automatically think of The Conjuring, which I think came out like a couple of years after this movie, maybe. I don't remember. You said uh, 08? Yeah. Conjuring came out 13. Really? Oh, I get Conjuring and Insidious release dates mixed up. Yeah, Insidious was 2010 or 9? Yeah. Um. So... Um, yeah, and it shows our main character, Donna, sitting in the back seat of a car. She's on her way home from the movies, and she's with uh, Lisa and her mother. And um, she gets dropped off. And uh, let's see here. Um, Lisa reminded her that they have cheerleading tryouts tomorrow. And... Um, Donna was like, yeah, I think I'm going to skip. My mom says it's a better idea if I skip because, you know, of the, the incident. And um, Lisa was like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, it's only one spot open. We got to make sure Chrissy doesn't get it. And the mother was like, I don't know what uh, that poor girl did to you guys to make her hate you so much. And Lisa was all like, where do I start? And then they all laugh and then they drive off. Um, then Donna, she goes into the house, she's walking in the house and she's calling for her family. Nobody's answering. And the camera pans over to her father on the floor by the couch. He has blood on his hands and he's dead uh, somehow for whatever. We don't know. Whatever. He just has blood on his hands and he's dead. Um, then she goes upstairs and she trips over her brother's baseball bat. And she was like, ah, Joseph. And um, she goes in there and she tries to wake Joseph up. And um, she rolls him over and he, he looks asleep, but I guess he was dead as well. There's no blood or anything. He's just like. No, there. I think it was on the neck. Just couldn't see it too much. I guess. Okay. And so <laughs> he's dead. And then she hears screaming. She uh, goes underneath the bed. And her mom falls. Her mom is running from a man. A man is yelling, where is she? She falls under, uh, her mother falls and sees her daughter underneath the bed. And she's staring at her. And she tells the killer uh, she's at a sleepover. And um, the killer stabs her. And uh, Donna's just right there watching her mother die. Um, <clears throat> she eventually runs out the house and she sees police sirens she's trying to flag down the police the police obviously don't see her because she's just 
screaming while the police aren't, but whatever. And then um, the killer <clears throat> appears behind her and says, I did this for uh, for us, and then stabs her. And then it cuts to her three years later. Um, this was a dream that she was describing to her therapist. This is the first time having this dream in, uh, in a while. Um, this dream is based off real events that happened to her. She has PTSD. Um, the, What's that movie we watched? Uh, one of the haunt ones. What's the last haunted one we watched? The haunted house. Uh, was that was that haunt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> because the fake out of the dreams. Mm-hmm. I I've seen this movie before, but I forgot. I couldn't remember if that was like real or not. Like if it was, if it, if she was just a dream in therapy talking about it, or if it actually happened. And I guess both. I didn't care. Like, I legit didn't remember anything about this movie. This is like me watching the movie for the first time all over again. Because when I was first watching her in her current house with, uh, I guess, her aunt and uncle, I'm just like, is that actually her parents? Like, I, I, I actually was, again, I'm high watching this, so I'm a little bit not. Did they, did they clarify that was her aunt and uncle? Eventually, it's oh. well, a time being, I thought it was her parents. And I thought that it was just well, a weird station dream. Random adopted parents. No, it's but, um, yeah, and the therapist is so, yeah, she's playing a dream or whatever. The therapist is like, uh, yeah, whatever, but you're doing so great, progress, blah, blah, blah. And, um, tomorrow's your big night. So, you know, you don't want to forget that night or whatever. Uh, she's referencing prom night. Tomorrow's prom night, and she's excited. Anyways, um, cuts to Donna at the hairdresser with all her friends, and um, she gets her hair done, and then, you know, the hairdresser or hairstylist hands her the hand mirror to look at herself in the mirror to see her hairstyle or whatever. And when she looks in the mirror, she sees the killer standing across the street at the bus stop. And then when a bus drives by, he is gone. Michael Myers style. Yeah, so cliche. Anyway. slasher, man. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, some originality. I don't think like I've ever really seen it. Like you said, The Strangers came out this year. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> It's I don't funny. really feel like there's too much diversity in how slashers go, especially. Uh, I mean, I know it's not the 90s, early 2000s, but they were still in a little bit of a. I mean, it's a lot of diversity in slashers. Terrifier's different. Yeah, again, different. You're going like, I don't, what year was Hatchet? Hatchet was 06? Yeah. Okay, so Hatchet's in the group. I'm talking about because Terrifier's after that. Jeepers Creepers, I would consider a slasher. That was different. Hmm. Even though Jeepers Creeper 2 had that cliche, but they did it with uh, Derry, one, whatever. Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. We keep going to our old reviews and stuff. Anyways. Well, good lore. If you've been around long enough, you're, you feel included. <laughs> right. Anyway, so yeah, that happened at the hairdresser. Then it cuts to Donna back at her uh, new family's home, and her new mom finds out that Donna stopped taking her meds, and Donna's like, yeah, I wanted to take it because, you know, I, I wanted to stop taking because, you know, prom night's tomorrow and I don't want to feel numb. I want to feel the, feel the full experience. Um, and uh, then her fake mom gave her her real mom's shawl. Uh, I don't know. Necess- I don't. I'm a guy. I don't fucking know what a shawl is. I'm sorry. Uh, like a scarf or something. And also, uh, why are you saying her fake mom? It's her aunt. <laughs> Whatever it's her, it's, it's her guardian. Sure. <laughs> anyway, um, Jesus Christ. So it cuts to fucking next day. It's prom night, and fuck, dude. So we meet her. We meet Bobby, which is her prom date, and he's downstairs talking to the parents, and fucking. Donna comes down the stairs in slow motion with the music playing, just like how it is in every fucking 90s movie where they go to the dance at the end. It's just like, what fucking year is this goddamn movie? 
Like, goddamn. I get it, but what do you want them to play during that, like, trombones or something? No, like, not have that scene all together. <laughs> it's so fucking cliche. That I, shit was I, cliche for the late 90s, and they're doing it in the late 2000s. I feel like you're, you're, you're absolutely correct, and it's cliche, but I feel like that is such an integral part of the prom experience, that pickup moment at first. How would like, you know? I'm just—I I don't. <laughs> it sounds correct when I'm saying it, though. It almost I mean, seems... yeah, yeah. That's how it was. Well, prom night, but still. I know it's dramatic, but yeah, like, so isn't fucking it... stupid. But I'm saying it's again two different things. But isn't it kind of like seeing your wife for the first time when she's getting revealed in, at the wedding? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's how I felt, but it's still fucking stupid because it's a fucking slasher. God damn it! Slasher, teen slasher has then, all the teen tropes. With teen movies back in the 90s, this scene doesn't happen in the beginning of the movie. At the, like By this part, you already know the characters, and you're like somewhat attached to the characters. This mm-hmm. is happening in the beginning of the movies. What's the fucking point? We don't care <laughs> that she's dressed up and going to prom, but whatever. Whatever. Fuck it. Just say you hate women. Yeah, I do. But that's not the point. I hate this movie, too. Well, we're going gonna to <laughs> specify that that was dry humor, and to continue... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so she goes upstairs, then that's when we meet all the friends because they cut to them going into the limo and we meet we meet her friends. Uh we got Lisa and her prom Lisa's the girl from the beginning. Um her prom date name is Ronnie, and then we got freaking Claire and her prom date is Michael. Um yeah, also they look old as shit. Um they look like they're our age playing high school students. <laughs> And if you need to specify, we're old. So that's bad. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I feel like uh, Brittany Snow could go either way. I feel like she looks like a 20-year-old in that movie. So yeah, a little too, too, like a little off. Everybody else looks a little too old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways. Was like, Brittany Snow, okay, like just to go on a quick tangent. Was Brittany Snow like in it, uh, Drag Me to Hell or something too? Um, I don't know. I feel like she's been in a, a couple of horror movies. So I was thinking while I was watching this, I was like, wow, she's pretty underrated. I don't know if she's a scream queen, but like this and um, the the one I watched the other day, uh, I'm said truth to dare. Would you rather? And I feel like she's in something else around that time, too. And I was thinking if I had to cast someone, I really like her as a, a believable character like that. I don't know. There's something about her. I'm not saying she's the strongest actress ever. She's no, pretty snow. But for some reason, it just feels like her and that kind of juvenile kind of movie. Obviously, you can't cast her like that now. She's 40 or something, probably. <laughs> but back then, I feel like hmm, she's pretty underrated for the little horror shit she did. But that's yeah. just my tangent. Yeah, but she's not a drag man, hill. No. Um, fuck. I forgot where I was at. Oh, yeah, they're so, yeah, they're in a limo. Okay. And. I feel stupid for writing notes on this because I thought it was going to lead to something else. But anyways, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So there was in a limo talking shit about Chrissy and about how she's the head of the prom committee and her father's pissed off that she uh, went $100,000 over budget. And But they was like, uh, who cares? She's rich. Rich girl problems. And Ronnie was like, I wish I had those type of problems. Uh, uh, jokes. <laughs> Typical Ronnie. <laughs> it's so funny because uh, we just got finished watching all of uh, Jersey Shore. So, <laughs> oh, fuck that show. Goddamn. Anyways, um, let's see here. Uh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So after all that happens, it cuts over to the precinct and we meet Detective Wynn and Detective Nash. Detective Wynn is played by Idris Elba and Detective Detective Nash is played by, I forget his name, but he's like, uh, oh, James Ranson or or Rissone. I don't fucking know. Anyways, he's deputy so-and-so and and he was Eddie and fucking... uh, Oh yeah. my god, dude! Like yeah, he looks so fucking young. It's exactly, because I thought I was just thinking like, oh, they look alike, and I was thinking, why do I like this character so much? <laughs> and it's because he hits it every time out of the park in his roles. <laughs> That's yeah. he was great in it. He was great in Sinister. Sinister, and uh, this like I was thinking like out of all the weird acting in this movie. His seemed the least weird. And he seemed to be a very likable character. He kind of was like a cuck in the beginning of the movie. But then once shit went down, he like, oh, daddy. 
He has authority. <laughs> he is sexy. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was weird with the goatee. I'm not used to that. It's usually clean shaven. I wonder anyway. how old he was at that age. Because he looks skinny and like yeah, like yeah. Bert from Sesame Street, but still sexy. Yeah. And shoot, Sinister Man come out that much longer after this movie. So What's uh, season 11? Probably. 12? Yeah. 2011 sounds right. Could have been 12. Who knows? Could go 12. I think it came out a year before Conjuring. It's not like we have internet to uh, check that. It's 2012. Yeah, I'm just looking at Bernie <laughs> Snow's uh, filmography. <laughs> Because I'm still not off this. Yeah, but it was 2012 when it, since it came out. So, um, yeah, so we meet them. Um, we should call it uh, Nash lets Wynn know that um, the killer escaped. And, you know, as you said, or I'm sorry, Detective Wynn went over the uh, whole backstory of the killer. He was like, yeah, he's a former high school teacher obsessed with the student. Um, then he was fired and the family fought. After he was fired, he was still obsessed with the students. So the family filed a restrainer on her. And so he went to the house and killed them all. And this is all about Donna and her family. And um, so I don't think anybody told Idris Elba that this was going to be like a shitty teen movie? Uh, every time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, he got uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. As yeah. in, like, it looks like that's so out of place now. It looks like they got Oprah to be in the movie. It's like, this guy's huge next to all these little peons. You get that? And then he's like acting his ass off like he's Absolutely. actually trying. <laughs> like he never had a role in his life and he's like, this is how I'm yeah. going to stay in Hollywood forever. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, yo, kudos to him. I forgot that that's the other big person in this movie. Yeah. He's the biggest person in this movie. Yeah. It's 2021, and, you know, he's A-list, I guess. <laughs> so uh, it cuts back to um, the kids. I say that with quotations. Uh, they make it to prom, and I guess their prom is, at, like, at a hotel hall type of thing. Yeah. Um. My prom was at some random party hall. Um, but it sort of kind of looked like the prom in this movie, uh, except it wasn't in a hotel. Um, but yeah, this was in a hotel. Um, and you see the killer. He's um, clean shaven now and wearing a hat. Kind of look like Joe from. There's you. where I was. Yeah, you like, beat the joke. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll never understand that it's you if you wear that hat pretty low. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's checking out, and while he's like, or not even checking out, he's talking to the um, I don't know what the receptionist. Bellhop. Bellhop. Yeah, there you go. He's talking to the bellhop, and as he's talking to the bellhop, he's like looking at Donna and watching her make out with Bobby. And uh, also, I forgot to get into this. How the fuck did he get hired as a fucking teacher? Uh, what do you mean? He's a psychopath. How are they supposed to know that? They don't really evaluate him psychologically when you hire a teacher. It's like, oh, credentials, you, know? you seem really nice. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Why are, why are teachers still fucking kids nowadays if that's the case, you know? But not only is he fucking people, like, kids, he's killing people. Like, he's, I can understand if, don't want to get into this now. Fuck it. I can understand if he slept with um, students and he still got hired. But this motherfucker is a murderer. Like, he was killing people for no fucking reason in this movie. Like, he was just killing people just to be. Again, they don't, that's after. I feel like he's willing to kill somebody like that has to be somewhat off. Yeah, he snapped, maybe. I don't know, because they don't yeah, actually say enough about the backstory him. of him. Yeah. They don't even say if they were together or not, or he was just obsessed, you know? Yeah, I my know that kept calling him the killer. I know he has a name. I just don't fucking care. <laughs> they don't think it really matters. Yeah. But, yeah, I wish there would be a little more backstory in this, and I understand what you're saying is how does a person get into a schooling thing like that, but, like, it's more common than you think and also people who are crazy like that are also crazy good at being a character manipulative so he could have been just holding himself together and then bam just came out yes because i thought it was weird that he was just killing innocent people like nothing why why like i feel like that wasn't really uh i mean it's a slasher so i guess bodies gotta flow but 
Like, couldn't he have just like, aren't we approaching him going to his hotel room? Um, yeah, we're almost there. Okay, go ahead until we get there. All right, so yeah, so he's still at the fucking whatever the the desk talking to the bellhop or whatever. Then, for some reason, he's not talking to the bellhop anymore. And like he's off to the side, and then Ronnie comes up, and Ronnie was like, "Yeah, I'm here to reserve a room for three one twelve or three twelve, and um, or can I get three keys or yeah, three keys for room three twelve And um, the bellhop was like, "Yeah, sure." And then he goes back to the bellhop goes back to the killer, and he was like, "So what floor would you like to stay on?" And he was like, "The third floor, because uh, that's where fucking down is staying." Anyways, um. Cut to him, the killer, going to the third floor. He sees the uh, housekeeper. So before he opens his door with the key door, he uses his knife to scratch off the magnetic strip on the uh, on the key card so it won't work. And then uh, um, May came up to him, and she was all like, "Well, he asked for her for help, and she." She used her mat. She looked at the key and she said, "Yes, yeah, a scratch on it." She used her master key to open the door, and she was like, "Yeah, just call the front desk and ask for an extra key." And he was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." Also, can you um bring me some extra towels? And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And so she grabs some towels off the cart. Then she goes into the room to put in fucking towels, and that's when he fucking shanks her. But with, why? To get because the master she had key. the card. Yeah. Couldn't you just listen, dude? You're bigger than hair, and also you're you seem very crafty in this movie, like you're a ninja. You couldn't have just got that card off of her. But then she can just go away, run away, and say like, "Uh, he hurt me and took my." Okay, key. okay, don't hurt her or whatever. He, I think this guy with all that comes up in the movie eventually of him being stealthy, he could have you know pickpocketed someone pretty easily. Hmm, I feel like this is the most this kill maze the most sense. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because after that, you're already in deep anyway. What does it matter? You kill one person, you kill a bunch. Like, it's if you get caught, you get caught and you're basically fucked. Like, I guess he doesn't matter after that point. But I still thought this was like, huh. It's already in jail for triple homicide anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I guess that's why he doesn't care about killing people anymore because he already did it. Also, they didn't explain why he had a kill. I guess because they're in their way of him being with her or something like they had to kill the whole entire family for that. I don't know. Idris Elba's character pretty much like hinted towards it being because the family filed the restraining order. So maybe he was angry over that. I don't fucking know, man. What the little kid do? Damn. I don't know. He's baseball bat in the middle floor. This is a PG 13 movie. I didn't expect the kid to be dead. Uh-oh. That's two movies with uh, Daphne so and so where kids are dead. No, that might be three. <laughs> it's three. <laughs> She's in all the best movies, whatever. Let's see here. Uh, so he cuts to Detective Wynn. He goes to um, Donna's aunt and uncle's house to let them know that the killer's loose and now they're all freaking out and blah, blah, blah. And uh, who cares? Um, speaking of killer, it cuts back to the, uh, prom and we find out that Claire has killer cramps and, uh, also she's irritated because Michael is arguing with her because he's mad that she's going away to college, which, uh, I guess, yeah, it's normal high school problems. Um, I just think it's weird that she says that on top of that, she has killer cramps cramps and it's like whatever but i guess that was a way to get donna away from everybody because donna was like i can go get you some painkillers up in the suite so anyways um donna goes away to get the painkillers um then it comes back to the parents and the parents uh, or the aunt and uncle and the aunt was like why didn't you tell the police to take donna out of there which I was thinking the same thing, but yeah. the, the uncle was all like, well, you know, I didn't want to show up in front of all her friends and take her away from everything after all the progress she went through. Nah, um, that was not a, valid. That yeah, was, was a stupid, stupid excuse. I was getting was very so mad stupid. at that. <laughs> like, you're right. You don't want to ruin that progress, but also she could fucking die. So I think right. dying is way worse <laughs> than you going back through a traumatic experience. Uncle! <laughs> 
so anyways, it cuts to Donna in the suite, getting the pills. She hears noise. She thinks it's Bobby. It's not Bobby. And then you think, we think it's the killer. It's not the killer. It's fucking Claire. Claire's like, hey, I'm here. I, I just need to, you know, uh, freshen up my makeup. And um, she was also explaining how um, Michael thinks she's going away to college to sleep with other men and blah, blah, blah. Teenage drama from people in their goddamn 30s. Anyways. Yeah, teenage drama when I'm in my 30s, <laughs> so I related to it. Yes. Um, Donna was like, oh, okay, cool. I really don't care. And she just gives her the pain pills and she leaves to go back down to the prom. And... Um, Claire is in a room by herself. Um, she's in the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Um, whew, okay, sorry. She's in the bathroom. She's all like, oh, doing my makeup by myself, blah, blah, blah. She hears a noise. She thinks it's Michael because everybody, every girl by themselves, they think it's their boyfriend for some reason. But no, it was the killer. Killer comes up behind her, um, fucking grabs her by the throat, knocks her down, and just freaking shanks her. And I say shanks because he has this tiny ass fucking knife and he just, just shanks them like prison style. Anyways, um, Detective Wynn finally gets to the hotel and he calls Detective Nash and he's like, bring him back up here and have him come here in regular clothes. And Nash is like, all right. So they he gets back up, blah, 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 whatever. Who cares? Anyways. So, because of Donna and Bobby, Donna's all like, hey, yo, Bobby, I'm thinking about going to a state college instead of uh, uh, going to Brown, you know what I'm saying? And Bobby's all like, nah, dog, you shouldn't go to Brown. I mean, you shouldn't come to the state college. Well, she wanted to go to the state college with um, Bobby so they can be together or whatever. And Bobby's like, nah, don't do that for me, fam. You got a full-ride scholarship to Brown, an Ivy League school. You shouldn't give that opportunity up for nobody fam and she is like oh all right and then here come michael out of nowhere looking for claire goes up to bobby and fucking uh donna is like where's claire now the reason i'm pissed off right now because this motherfucker is like drunk and this motherfucker is holding a a whiskey glass or a scotch glass he either has whiskey on the rocks or scotch on the rocks and he's just walking around prom with this shit and i'm just like what the fuck did they just forget that these are supposed to be kids anyways i digress usually they, they uh spike the punch bowl or something not so <laughs> just out there <laughs> so donna's like yeah she's upstairs um freshening up but she's pissed off at you or whatever and uh she's gonna leave you and michael's like yeah yeah right and he goes upstairs looking for her, and um, he goes to the suite and whatnot, and um, what happens? Oh, the, the bathroom door is locked, so he assumes she's in the bathroom. He's talking to her through the door. He's apologizing, but in an asshole way. He sits on the couch, and then he looks up, and then the bathroom door—by the way, I forgot to mention the killer and the dead body is in the fucking bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. The door opens, right, right? Let me preface this. When Michael gets in the room, the killer is still in the bathroom with the fucking dead body, okay? You're saying where to go. Yes. All of it. I, yes, I don't get it. Because when Michael goes, when the door, the bathroom door is open, Michael gets up, the, the dead body's gone, and gone. she's gone, right? Yeah. Now, you can say, oh, well, later on, you uh, spoilers, um, whatever. I'm gonna go over it anyway. Later on, you see the, uh, uh, Claire underneath the bed. He put the body under the bed, but how did he do it that fast? It makes no fucking sense. Also, he stabbed her multiple times, so there will be blood on the floor. But he know. was just a little too crafty for my liking in this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna get into that more uh, towards the end. Right, because so, he's starting to seem like he's almost uh, supernatural of how he moves. Yeah. So, like I said, they're gone. They're not in the bathroom. So, Michael, Michael's like, so where the fuck are you? Uh, come out, Claire. Uh, and then he sees in a corner that the closet door closed. 
So he walks to the closet door, he opens it, and you don't really see anything. So I'm thinking, did this motherfucker disappear again? Like, I'm getting pissed off. But then um, the killer comes up from the shadow and fucking stabs the shadow. They use that closet scene a lot. Yeah. I I was getting a little bit bothered by that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every two seconds, someone has to go back into that closet to check the top shelf. And I keep thinking he's in there. And he was in there once out of like four times. Yeah. I guess good. I don't know. Kind of just got repetitive and boring. Yeah. So, fuck. Um, There's some random, you know, random bullshit just happens. The DJs are like, yeah, I'm about to go take a 15-minute break. When I come back, I'm going to announce the prom prom king and queen and blah, blah, blah. And and Lisa says she she only wants to win because she doesn't want – I mean, she wants to show that Chrissy can buy everything um, because Chrissy is also running from Prom Queen. Um, and Chrissy cuts to Chrissy and her fucking boyfriend, and she's like, I mean, he's her boyfriend wants to get out of there and because he doesn't really give a fuck about prom. And does he have a name? Because I think that he's the fucking worst actor in this movie. Uh, I mean, does he really count? He doesn't really play. He has like so many, like so few lines. He has six lines or something, and he delivers it just horribly. And so, ugh. I wish, no, wish, I wish, I wish, I, I can get into the fucking worst delivered lines. <laughs> oh my, well, I'm not, I'm, listen, I have my plenty too, but I just think that <laughs> out of everybody, he was just not hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, he's like, I want to get out of here. I'm bored. And he was, uh, Chris was like, well, what if, what if Lisa's boy, what if I went prom queen and Lisa's boyfriend went, uh, prom king? You want me up there with him? And he was like, I mean, I don't care. Most likely he's going to win because he's the star quarterback or whatever. And um, she was she was pissed off. He was like, well, just call me when uh, they start to make the announcement. He just walks away. Um, just another thing I wrote notes on because I thought it was going to, you know, come back around. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie got me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, so comes back to the bellhop. Uh, from the beginning of the movie, he's calling for Maria. Maria's not answering, so he tells another uh, hotel employee, "Hey, fam, can you you know look for Maria? Cause I don't know where the fuck she is. Um, she needed on the fourth floor last time we see her was on the third floor. And the guy was like, all right, I go look for him or whatever. And then so he goes in the hallway. And he sees the killer, um, and the killer is getting ready to open his door to go into his uh, room or whatever. And the employee was like, hey, man, um, have you seen the housekeeper around here? And uh, the killer's like, nah, not really. And then he uh, opens the door. He was like, oh, wait, actually, she's in here right now changing my sheets. And the employee was like, oh, okay, cool. And he goes in there. The killer, like, holds the door up so that the guy can go in there. And then when the guy goes in there, the killer fucking kills him. I don't know why he kills him. This is one that kills it. Just why? I mean, I guess it would make sense later on. But, like, how the fuck did he know that? Whatever. 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 I digress. Anyways. So, he kills him. Oh, so let's see here. Um, Lisa and Ronnie, they leave prom before they even announce who's the winner are or whatever. And they go upstairs to their suite. And uh, on their way up there, you know, they're joking around or whatever. And um, Lisa's backing into the elevator and she accidentally bumps into the killer. They make eye contact. And then uh, Ronnie and Lisa get in the elevator and Lisa's like, man, that guy looks real familiar. This shit was irritating me. I don't know why. I feel like these lines were added in post hmm. because I, you don't, I don't really see her mouth moving and just the affliction of her voice just seems so fucking off. Um, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, they go to their fucking uh, suite. They're making out. And then eventually Lisa was like, Oh my God, I know who he is. These, this lines were fucking delivered awfully. It was fucking awful. 
She's just screaming, oh, I, I finally know who he is. I got I got to let Donna know. Uh, and so whatever. She fucking, I don't remember why she doesn't take the elevator, but she runs to the stairs. No, she and, tried. Oh, okay. I don't remember why the elevator wasn't working. But she runs to the stairs. Um, she steps on her own dress and she falls down the stairs. And then she looks up and she sees the killer. And the killer says, wow, what's the rush? And then she gets up and she takes off running, uh, whatever. She's running through so much random shit in some random fucking dark-ass room. She ran to fucking birds flying into her face. She tripped over some random metal barrels. She tripped that over her dress again. Going back to our reviews and haunt, I said that scared me last time because I didn't expect it. Again, the paint can things gets me again. I'm embarrassed. I'm just gonna chalk that up to you being high this time. But uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, and then she also trips over her fucking dress and rips half of it off, but not in a slutty way. It was just you know the yeah, dress I was her knees. We were still in 2008, where objectification was so popular. But like, wait, all right. Whatever. I mean, they can't do there. too much because I mean, I don't think they can do it too much because it's PG thirteen. Like they okay. really were afraid to push the line in this movie. But um, but they don't show it. And I'm pretty sure they don't show fucking blood. I, the kid looked like he was just fucking asleep in a goddamn bed. And as a kid, then. and by kid, he looked like he was fucking sixteen, seventeen. He wasn't a little kid. He was fifteen or something. Sure. Um, the age these people are supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. That should be his role. He should be freaking Donna. Right. But anyway, so eventually the killer just call, uh, catches that with Lisa and slits her throat. Duh. Very not climactic. Like, this is yeah. anticlimactic as hell. It's a slash yeah. and the blood spiders on, I guess, like some sort of tarp. Yeah. Maybe that's budgetary reasons or something. I thought it was really underwhelming. Especially because Lisa's probably the second most important character, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Pretty much at this point, like this is like the climax of the movie. Everything just starts speeding yep. up. Um, Detective Wynn finds the maid's body. Um, and right as they're generating announced King of Queen, uh, Detective Wynn pulls the fire alarm, tells everybody. And another detective came out and was like, everybody got to get the fuck out of here. Um, he didn't say it that way. That would have incited a uh, panic. But anyways... Um, the gym teacher, for some reason, people thought in the beginning they said she was in love with fucking Lisa. That wasn't that was another throwaway line that I thought was. Yeah, I thought it would come around yeah, where yeah. we have a second teacher stalking a student. Yeah, no. yeah, whatever. God, what's never mind. Okay, anyways, <laughs> get back. So the gym teacher, she drops the uh, envelope that announces the winner. Chrissy looks at it. She's pissed off, and she drops it again. Then Donna picks it up, and she sees that it was Lisa and Ronnie as the winners. And Lisa, I mean, Donna was like, oh, shoot, they won. Where's Lisa? And so she goes off um, looking for Lisa uh, while everyone is evacuating. Um, And then um, Ronnie starts freaking out. Yeah, not yet, really. Well, Ronnie still is wondering where the fuck uh, she is, where Lisa is, because he came down. And then they overheard, because uh, Ronnie and Bobby got back together, and Ronnie and Bobby overheard, um, as they were leaving out, they overheard one of the police officer asking where Donna so-and-so is, I forgot her last name. And they was like, well, where's Donna? Is she in trouble? And uh, that's when they realize she's in trouble. Whatever. Who cares? Anyways, um, Lisa goes, not Lisa, Donna goes back upstairs to get her mother's shock. She realized that's missing as well. And um, to look for Lisa, uh, they gave her two reasons to go upstairs for some reason. Anyways, um, <laughs> fuck. Anyways, <laughs> I get so bad. She's in a fucking suite. Um, Kelly comes out of nowhere. He tells her not to run, but, you know, of course she runs and uh, she locks herself in a room and um, he comes and breaks the door open with a fire extinguisher and she runs and hides underneath the bed. And um, when she 
it's like a room with a double bed, so you can see the other bed across the room. And when she head under the bed, she sees Chrissy's dead body. What's her name? Not Chrissy. Fuck. Uh, Claire's dead body underneath the other bed. Um, and this time, uh, the killer was smart enough to look underneath the bed. And when he looked underneath the bed, uh, what's her face? Uh, Donna, she gets out of the bed, takes off running, runs into the hallway, and she runs straight into Detective Wynn. She's crying. She's like, he's in the room. And, of course, Detective Wynn and them, they go on there, and the killer's not there. Fucking Detective Wynn goes and looks underneath the bed to check to see if he's underneath the bed. He, he was selling his bed. ass off in this scene. He was like, he was a cop. He was daddy. But when he checked underneath the bed, Chrissy's body wasn't underneath the bed anymore. And also, it was him and the other cop on both sides, right? Yes. I was thinking, like, huh, are you supposed to shoot on sight if you see someone? Isn't that bad if you're both looking at the same time? <laughs> But what's the point? First of all, how the fuck did he have time to hide Chrissy's body again? I don't know. Sec- second off, why did he hide Chrissy's body again? Because they already know that he's in the fucking building. Why waste the time of hiding the fucking body? Mm-hmm. Anyways, they don't know where he's at. All right. <sighs> Didn't he walk past them? Bro. He minute. was dressed as a bellhop. He's like, make sure everyone gets out of here. And he's I, like, okay. I feel like that happened before the scene happened. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, saying he's already out of the building, though. Right, but wait, wait a minute. Yeah, he's not in the building anymore. But then that happened before they even fought. Hmm. He wasn't dressed as a bellhop. I know. What the fuck? Anyways, I'm not. I'm not whatever. I don't think fuck. it's them. I think we don't remember the continuity. Oh my god, dude, what the fuck? Anyways, yeah, so he, we find out he's dressed as a bellhop because the cops are all in the room. Idris Elba, or Detective Wayne, he sees blood leaking from the vents. He goes, he, get, he tells everybody to get a ladder. He climbs up the ladder, goes through the vent, and he sees the dead employee from, who the, the, the one who's looking for Maria. He, he sees that guy's body in there. To, and he has nothing on but his underwear on. You know, He's like, an employee? Uh, I thought he was the first uh, guy that uh, Detective Wynn put on to go look for. Like, he was a part of their uh, staff. Or like, uh, he's a cop or something. I thought he was a cop. Didn't he have a no. name? And they're like, oh, my God, it's Skinner or something like that, they said. But he dressed as a bellhop. Hmm. He's wearing nothing but the t-shirt, and, and that's how I realized that he was wearing a, uh, I'm pretty sure that was just a bellhop. Or not the bellhop, but the the employee. That's how he got the uniform. But Was, um, the, was, the, was the bellhop, the, the main bellhop, still alive during this? Was he standing in the I, back? I think he, yeah, I think he survived. So maybe he's the one who said, oh my god, it's... Yeah, yeah. A name. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he, the killer walks out, fucking... Disney Channel style. Um, <laughs> fucking, you know how they doing. That's a fucking common trope where they knock out somebody and like take their uniform. And I mean, I guess Disney Channel is not the only to do it. It's just kid shows. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it doesn't cover their face. So it's really stupid. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So fuck. The police takes Bobby and Donna away in the police car to take her home. But Ronnie and, goes up to them before that. Yeah, and, and, I know. That's why. And I, that's what this is my least favorite line because he's like, "I'm pretty sure." She's like, "I'm pretty sure so and so are dead." He's like, "What did you say?" And the most, it was the most shitty, unconvincing delivery I've ever seen in my life. And that is when I started pissing myself in this movie. Yeah, she I don't says, know why. Yeah, because she saw Chris. Oh, what's her name? Uh, fucking Claire's body and she says Claire's dead and Ronnie was shot because now he thinks that Lisa's dead because she's not out there and he's freaking out and he's yelling wait but the police fucking drove off without fucking Ronnie for some reason that's the last time we see Ronnie so uh, yeah you see him one more time crying by himself (laughs) (laughs) it's true you remember that I don't. <laughs> He's in the hotel. Oh, wait, yeah, just... yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it's just how it goes, poor kid or some shit like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, then oh yeah, 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 because um, the police eventually finds uh Lisa's body, and that's when uh fucking 
Ronnie was crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh never mind. So yeah, I, I got it. I got it in my notes. I got it all mixed up. So yeah. Um fuck. What was I about to say? So um they actually found a corpse after they found a corpse right before they found Lisa's body. I mean they found a no, they found Michael's corpse after they found Lisa's body. So when they first came downstairs and asked if everybody was out, that's when a killer walked by. So, okay. All right. I thought it was a continuity issue. Okay. So, yeah. So after they looked under the beds and stuff, that's when the killer snuck out. And then that's when they found Lisa's body. All right. I got it. I got it now. I got it. But anyways, <laughs> um, when the detective notices that um, the killer walks out, he he um, drives, he speeds all the way to Donna's house, and he's calling uh, Deputy Nash. And is like, "Hey, bro, check in the effing house, fam, because the killer's uh, out there." And he was like, and Nash was all like, "Yo, fam, the house is clear though." And Detective Wynn is all like, "I don't care." check the house so you see nash get out the car then it cuts to um donna she's in bed with uh what's his name bobby Bobby. and she goes to the bathroom take her pills and then behind her is the killer he smashes her head against the window i mean not the window the mirror the medicine cabinet uh, mirror then she wakes up from her dream and then she she wakes up bobby and then she was like I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> she goes to the fucking bathroom by herself, and she goes to uh, take her uh, her pills, her medication, and then she gets back in bed. Um, and then it cuts back to Detective Wynn. He comes to the house and he sees Nash is dead in the police car, and then it cuts back to Donna and um, she in bed with Bobby and she's like what the fuck and she's like she's like Bobby and then he fucking turns over and it's fucking his neck is slit so he, he died and whatever what and is then, he Peter Parker on the ceiling like I don't understand <laughs> uh, so uh, fucking Detective Wayne is downstairs talk, like Talking to the aunt and the uncle while Did fucking. Did you already say that he showed the the the, the line got cut? The what line? The, the the phone line, and I that's am. when he runs inside. I am fucking whatever. Because he's like, no, no, boss, it's okay. And he gets out and he's like, huh? And he looks down and the phone line's cut. That's why, uh, uh, Wynn couldn't call their house. I don't understand how the killer killed Detective Nash. Because Nash was out the car. Yeah, I got he killed it. Nash, and then somehow he just puts him back in a wide deep. Yeah, like, I don't know. What the fuck? Anyways, yeah. I so. think this killer is more threatening than Freddy and <laughs> Jason and Chucky and Leatherface and Hell. Uh, everyone just put together. For some reason, this guy is just like, and you thought, what's his name from freaking uh, uh, Victor? Yeah, you thought that he was like the scariest guy. I don't know. This guy's just a normal guy in a hat like Joe from you. And he's like Spider-Man, a ninja, an assassin. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. So anyways, fucking Donna is upstairs fighting for her life. (laughs) They're rolling on the floor fighting her and the killer. And then Detective Wynn comes and shoots uh the killer like five times and she goes up to her boyfriend crying and uh detective wayne grabs her and it's like it's gonna be okay and killer fell with the knife in his hand looked like it was gonna land at her too yeah but that's the end of the movie movie. yeah (laughs) imagine she just ended last scene like anyway he's dead and just like clocks her in the face with the knife yeah i don't actually like how sharp that ending was too yeah at first at first i thought the uh boyfriend was gonna like cough and be like I'm okay. <laughs> she deserves to have somebody left, but I guess not. I mean, shit, the dude from Haunt got shot. And he's still fucking... Yeah. So I don't know. I know what's going to happen. Damn, she just... She just had a very tragic ending for her life. It's times two. All her friends died. And then fucking Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, right. He's fucking fucked. 
Damn. That was prom night. Detective Wayne lost his partner. Yeah. Damn. What a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's your note say that you didn't go over yet before you rated? Or do you want to put that in your rating? Like, you want to say your rating, then say your notes? What do you mean, my note? I mean, my notes is just like so I can go in order for the movie. Oh, there's no like things where you just said, this is what I don't like. Oh, I was saying that as I was going over it. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, you're done with your list. Yeah, but um, most most thing like the most frustrating thing for me that is just Chrissy's character. Why did they have her play such an important role and not do anything with her? I don't know. I feel like a lot of those movies sometimes has throwaway characters and throwaway lines for just to. But usually, even even if it's a killer character that they hate, usually that character is killed. Gets come up at yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. I guess hers was just her not winning prom queen, but like, what the fuck? Everybody else died. <laughs> yeah, like in Carrie, she wins prom queen and she's freaking traumatized. And like, and this girl just says loses and then she's still like, okay, so maybe in the next movie, they're friends yes, now. Right. It's just Ronnie, her. No, wait, is she dead? No, she's not dead. Ooh. Right? Donna? No. Uh, Chrissy? Yeah. No, nah, she didn't die. She got So away. now they're the three, the threesome. That's their friend group in part two when they go to college. And Chrissy's boyfriend, she can join. That guy sucks at acting. He's not <laughs> joining. Fuck that guy. I don't remember what he said outside the hotel about, he's like, oh, bro, like, they went back in for you. Yeah. And, and yeah. then he says something, uh, someone says something back, and then he goes, so it's like, just like one, one or two words, just like responding. He just said, it's so not convincing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guy. I hate getting on actors because I ain't going to be able to act for shit, but. Just weird how casting works when you I thought this had like maybe probably a decent budget, right? What who made this movie? What uh company? I don't fucking I don't know how they got Idris Elba in this fucking movie. Well, because he was this is like he was still like pretty small back then. Oh eight? What was he doing? Oh, he's in the office. That's, that's it, yeah. But I mean the office still was like it was it was bumping, but he's not like a main office guy. I mean he was for a season. Oh, what year was it? I don't remember. But it was Either way, who, later seasons. Yeah, who made this this movie? Uh, that fucking Nelson McCormick guy. No, no, no. Who's the oh. production company? Is it like Lionsgate or something? Uh, fuck yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. I don't even check. I mean, I could look real fast. I was just on the thing. Uh, come back, come back, come back, come back. Where is it? No, that's just a picture of Britney Snow. It is made by Sony Screen Gems. Interesting. He was in a lot of uh, random horror movies. The Reaping? I feel like I've seen that. And The Unborn, I remember that. I didn't see it, though. What the hell? Oh, The Reaping's on Tubi. Interesting. Um, Wow, this company also made Quarantine the same year. Nice. And Vacancy, which I don't know why we never reviewed that. Huh. But uh, oh well, let's let's just stop being distracted <laughs> for two seconds. <laughs> All right, I you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go ahead. All right, it's I did have a blast watching this movie while high, but also you could do like, anything fun when you're high or intoxicated. <laughs> so I have Good to drinks. bring down my excitement from last night, and I I had fun when I originally watched it, and but not this much fun. But with all the plot holes and consistency that you pull out, it's really hard for me to say. It's not a good movie. It's like, duh. <laughs> but it is kind of like a popcorn movie. This is something you watch with your friends and laugh at. Um, would someone else enjoy it? Mm. It really depends what kind of horror fan you are. I think if I'm going to go, I'm going to go dookie technically. Like technically, it is a dookie movie. But I think people can like this. It's just a cheesy teenage slasher slasher thing if you like things like that for the 90s and 2000s you know it's right up your alley it's it's, it's not like bad like it's it's just it's it's exactly what you think it's gonna be there's nothing too exciting about it or uh different it's just like okay kids in a hotel getting chased by a a stalker you know this could be a lifetime movie which is funny because you was originally from lifetime and then became this big thing so if everyone who likes the the show you go watch this it's just it's just like a a more insane version of that. Uh, but yes, I'm going to have to unfortunately give it to Dookie, even though I don't think it's, I think it's like a mid-range movie if I had a scale of one to 10. It's like a 5.5 or a 6 to me. 
I don't think it's bad or like I, would I watch it again? Sure. I don't think it's like that bad, but I think that you're going to straight up 360 dunk on it right now. That was my turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so me of sober mind have watched this movie. I am too going to give it a dookie, but I'm not going to say, oh, this movie wasn't that bad. Oh, it's still watchable. No, this movie was fucking shit. This movie was fucking ass. Uh, the, the acting was so fucking bad. The plot made no fucking sense. I mean, it made sense, but it was so off. Like, I don't, I, it was just so out of pocket. It just fucking made no sense. Uh, this man was a fucking killer. Not a killer. He was a teacher. Then he became a killer. Like, what's... What set him off? What made her so special that made him do that? It's no explanation. Definitely should have had more of that. I agree. But also with the bad acting thing, though, with movies like this, I never really see good acting. But this is bad. This is bad, bad. This is awful. And then you keep saying 2000s, 90s. This is late 2000s. (laughs) This movie is awful. I feel like this movie single-handedly had to kill a slasher genre because this fucking was shit. Well, think I, about it. It's 08, so that's exa- – I think in my opinion, that's when movies started to change and get a little better for the time period because that year you had Quarantine Strangers and the year before that was Vacancy. And then you get into the Insidiouses and the Conjurings. Yeah, because this is like towards the tail ends of the uh, whole horror remake fate, uh, fad yeah. that was going on. And this was remade. Stepfather was made. Quarantine was a remake. Uh Friday the 13th came out the next year. I'm pretty sure uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out this year. One Miss Call. Uh, Last House on the Left, which wasn't that bad. House of Wax. Chainsaw Massacre, House of Wax, The Ring, Grudge. Yeah, that was, it's like my least favorite error. Of <laughs> but that's why I'm not going to. Damn, we should do House of Wax into this piece of shit. That's I like fun. that movie more than Did this. Did you know I watched that last week? Oh, you did? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that movie's way more better than this one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't want to give away movie. my opinions if we do it, but uh, <laughs> we could probably do House of Wax too. Um, <laughs> I I think it's just a product of the times. Yes, it's it's not a product of the time. It was so it's it's so dated. This movie was this movie was dated if it came out a decade ago, <laughs> like a decade. Before still doing something. stuff like that though. It's not just that prom night was doing it. House of Wax has the same vibe. Yes, it's better, but it's it's similar. No, I don't think- but this movie's bad. <laughs> At least House of Wax has star power. Yeah, what what would I mean, all right, are you gonna say Paris Hilton's a better actress than any person in there? At least it was star power. And yes, she was better than everybody in this movie, except for it's just Elba and the dude who played fucking whatchamacallit in it. That is ballsy. Um that's true. Over Britney Snow as well. Yes. Paris Hilton, man. I don't even know Britney Snow. Man, rough. <laughs> that is this rough. Movie, I will agree with shit. I think that you're over. No, this movie was fucking ass. I if think you're you high. It, how would you give it a number rating? I give it a two. Wow. This movie was ass. Two. This is not a movie I will ever watch. This movie sucked. <laughs> That is towards the lowest of ratings you've ever given. The what kills were so fucking boring. That I this agree. movie was fucking boring. Well, it, the plot was fucking boring. The characters up, were fucking boring. If it's a straight it's up slasher of just a human guy, I don't think it should be that crazy of kills anyway, though. It should just be, you know, shanking. But he's doing crazy shit, like disappearing and shit. He might as well have crazy fucking kills. I guess. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of what you ranked on. Is this... um? What's that movie you hate so much I was confused with the other one? Bye Bye Man. Is it worse? No, that movie's a fucking zero because nothing happens. All right. So there's some room between the bottom and this. this shit. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, it's listen. I'm not dying in a hill for this at all. I'm not saying it's a popcorn movie to me. Like I you said, it's the not. best movie that came out 2008. No. Strangers <laughs> is the best movie that came out 2008. Oh, and Quarantine. Second best. And did Insidious come out of eight? I think I see it. Ooh, maybe I just got finished watching Insidious. So um, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, definitely not. Probably top five of the horror movies of the 2008s. But you know, it it is what it is. Uh, what's the rating for it publicly? Oh fuck! I see here. I got so many fucking tabs open. Seven percent. Three point nine. Yeah. <laughs> what's Slenderman get? I think Slenderman got like a 14, but let me double check. 
I I don't have shame anymore after somewhat liking Slenderman. So <laughs> I don't I don't feel embarrassed or ashamed saying like, Slenderman got eight percent. It went down. <laughs> and this is what six. Seven. Oh wow. <laughs> I'd like to do a video of us talking about the lowest ones we've ever created and comparing them to what's actually the worst. That'd be interesting. I mean, we're not going to put Slender on there. That's our man. But. Yeah, it's the best movie ever seen that year. <laughs> uh, well, this has been the Spooky Dookie Podcast. Wait one second. Forgot. Have to do the plugs. We still have merch on our big cartel. We still have stickers. Uh, all of our social media are as the following. Instagram's underscore spooky underscore dookie underscore pod. This is hard because we just changed them all. Twitter is spooky dookie and then underscore. Facebook is straight up just our name. And I don't, do we have anything else besides we're on all streaming platforms? As everyone already knows, please, yes, sir. please give us a stream. We have a sale on the big cartel right now. I don't even know when the hell it's coming out of. It's going to be probably not accurate, but maybe the week of I'll change it again. Right now, when is right now, we have a sale of 15% off using the code sludge21. Okay, this has been the Spooky Dookie Podcast. I'm Mike. And I am Derek. Stay spooky. Stay dookie.